Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the channel which features podcast series on a variety of subjects. We have shows and series on mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, music and much more, including a brand new series on serial killers. But we also have new guests each week. We have had footballers, doctors, medical professionals, journalists, podcasters, uh, authors, actors, as well as many others. And today we have an award-winning film composer join us. Over the next coming weeks, we've also have some fascinating shows uh, with a horse racing blogger, uh, another former footballer. We also have shows on bipolar, DID and anxiety disorders coming up, as well as episodes three and four of the Mental Health in Sports series. Uh, so please check them out, spread the word, and as we speak to a wide range of guests uh, to hear their interesting stories and views. I am very, very excited for today's guest uh, for quite some time, ever since he first agreed to come on the show. Uh, he's now a multi-award-winning film music composer, multi-nominated songwriter, experienced orchestrator, conductor and music producer. I'm thrilled to welcome Ross Gilman to the show. Thanks for coming on, Ross. Thanks very much, Simon, for having me on your show. Yeah, it's, um, I've been really looking forward to speaking to you, obviously. I think it was probably a couple of months back. I, it started out, you just, I think, liked one of, uh, one of the tweets or one of the shows that I put out. Right. And I said, I said, oh, you're welcome to come on. Not really expecting you to sort of respond or say, and you sort of said straight away, yeah, I'll, I'll come on. Um, so yeah, then it was right. just yeah, a case. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. And then, uh, yeah, so we just sort of tried to find time which suited yourself because you're very busy. <laughs> Uh, watching some of your YouTube videos, and you uh, you you very uh, you get to travel and get around a bit. Yes, yes, that's that's true. Thanks very much for watching, Simon. <laughs> no, it's really cool. But I watched the um, which one was the last one I watched? The one from the Cannes Film Festival. All oh, right, and yes. uh, that, that it just yeah. mm. it looks really good. It was just and the weather looked amazing. I've always wanted to go to Cannes. It's one part of France I've never been. And I've just always well like this. I've heard is really, uh, really picturesque and quite nice. Absolutely, it's a, it's a lovely place, and I I, um, I, ha- I had the fortune to go there three times uh, already, uh, and uh, last year uh, it was when we made this little blog 
just just telling people what they can do when they're uh, when they're in Cannes during the film festival. So the top five things to do uh, when you're there. And uh, it's like just like I said, it's a very beautiful, picturesque. The weather is fantastic, and and the sea is there, the beach is there, and uh, uh, you you know get together with lots of film people and <laughs> actors, directors, producers. Uh, sellers and agents and and uh, um, everyone is having a wonderful time actually so it's, a, it's a lovely festival and um, if you ever get the chance to go down and, and see films there I, I highly recommend it so you uh, yeah so i imagine you get to do uh, a lot of sort of networking there like you say meet a lot of people from with involved in the film industry uh, which absolutely. is obviously handy for your yeah. uh, for your line of work absolutely um so how did you get into sort of music? Was it something you were always in interested in from as a young child, or to develop later on? Or? Yeah. Um, well, uh, in, in my case, it was um, both of my parents are, are professional musicians, and uh, my dad uh, used to teach music theory at the university in Moscow, and, and my mum was a, a violinist. So um, it was kind of puts it in the cradle for me music. I didn't really make a conscious choice um, uh, to, to become a musician, but I, I started very early when I was three years old. So my, my parents basically um, initially made the decision for me. Uh, but then throughout the years, um, you know, I guess as we all grow older, we, we have the chances to, to make conscious decision about the paths we've taken and um, whether we want to continue on that path or rather do something else. And I've always chosen music and always um, uh, stuck to this, this particular path and, and, and kept walking it, although it's not always been easy. <laughs> but that's that's how I got into music, to answer your question, through, through my parents and, and uh, uh, growing up in a musical family. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because sometimes you hear uh, when people, if their parents or their grandparents or their relatives uh, into certain subjects, um, like I've spoken to a lot of footballers recently, um, and some of them have sort of, they go on from what their parents do and they're involved in football and stuff. So sometimes people can go away from it a bit as they get a bit older. But obviously in your case, you started very early at three and then you've just sort of kept going and going and going. And uh, so for people like myself, whose uh, like knowledge of, mu of classical music or mu uh, film composing particularly, it's very limited. Um, what does film composing entail? Right. Um, yes, uh, I, I, um, I always like to say that, that film composing is, is um, made of, of um, several different aspects so it's mainly three aspects and on one side we have obviously the the um, ability to write music and to compose music and and possibly to produce music you know it's very technical today um you're working a lot in the in the recording studio in the sound studio and um uh you know all the all those technical aspects like orchestration or, or in my case conducting um that's one uh, thing the, the the second aspect is um not just being able to write music, uh, but being able to write music to images, to, to picture. Um, so um, um, a, 
a composer or a songwriter or a musician um, is not necessarily um, someone who, who you know can immediately write music to to uh, support a certain story, if that makes sense. Um, so you need to understand the structure and, and the emotions of of a uh, uh, film and what's what's how to best enhance the story. Um, that's I'd say the second um, part of being a film composer, and, and the, the the third part uh, is is the business part. I, I'd say so. You you need to understand how the business works and and uh, um, uh, just just be able to to to, um, um, to to be you know to be able to 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 survive and and keep going um, in in that business, you need to to um, know how how it works, basically. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think this, one of the things which is always I've always wondered about uh, sort of music and film. Obviously, the soundtracks to films. Um, and when I say that, I don't re refer necessarily to like um, like a pop song or something which you hear and they release on the CD. But the actual sort of or I don't know how to describe it, but like the orchestral music, yes. which accompanies yes. certain scenes. Yes. Um, yes. They course, make you. We'll call it. Yeah, that's that's it. Sorry. Um, but they they mm. they make you feel what you're supposed to feel at the right times. Um, so, like for an example, in Avengers Endgame, when they all uh, sort of align together and they all come together, you have the big score and the big music comes up. And I've always wondered. Um, and this might be a really stupid question. Uh, so, to match that up, would you see the script and go from there, or would you see the film without the music and go from there? Because I've always wondered how you can match that up, or what best way to match that up. Yes, that's a very good question, actually, Simon. Um, so, um, very often when, when I when I um, work on a, on a project, the approach is um, different for, for, for this, I'll say a couple of different approaches to it. Um, very often I will get sent the script to, to very early on, before the film is even uh, uh, shot, before the film is in production. Um, and um, uh, you read the script, you get an idea what it's about. Um, and you might even have some some idea of some music bits and and, and bops uh, that you think might work, um, but really the the like like we said the the, the old saying is um, a picture tells a thousand words. I think that's that's how it goes. Um, once you see the the image, once you see the film, very often what you had in in mind when reading the script uh, might be might be you know not, not necessarily fit what what you see once the images are there so uh the work might what work usually starts with a what we call a final cut or at least yeah. a rough cut so i've got a picture uh that's um that i can see and and then i go in and uh, usually talk to the director the film director um about like you said you know the certain scenes and what emotions we want to uh, convey, what emotions we want the audience to feel um, in certain moments. And uh, uh, after the discussion, which is called a spotting session in a technical term, uh, I go back and I start writing. So usually writing to image. Um, very rarely I get to, 
to write to script, which is fairly difficult. I've done it a couple of times on a, um, a TV documentary that I've um, worked on for a French television channel, but um, it's 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 fairly difficult to write without um, knowing what exactly is happening on on uh, the screen. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's something I've always wondered. And for me, I think music is so powerful even more powerful than picture in many ways because mm. like often people depending on my mood i'll listen to different types of music so when you're watching a film you're so engrossed in the film you're watching you're not necessarily consciously listening to the soundtrack of the film but that's what's navigate that's what's directing and navigating your feelings to where they need to be for each scene and for the big finish or whatever it may be and i've i've like i say i find it really fascinating because quite often when people are watching a film they they won't be paying too much attention at the time to that music but that's what's making them feel what they feel alongside obviously the actors and actresses uh, as they take you through their performance um absolutely Uh, and in fact um uh, in in film, they're, they're different. Um, or in, in the film composition world, um, I don't quite remember who who said it, but um, it might have been the, the the great John Williams. I'm not not quite sure who, who was my personal idol. <laughs> I, I think he said uh, music is is um, uh, n- noticeable when it needs to be, and it's not noticeable uh, like just like you just said it when it doesn't need to be so sometimes it just supports emotion sometimes it's it's really there uh, kind of very cent- central to to um to the whole um plot or to the the, the what's happening you know, sometimes yeah. there's really just music there uh, um but uh, yeah i think there's a time for for everything here <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's like i say i find it really interesting um where did you do I, obviously i had looked look on your website and you've sort of done musical training and various um you've been all over the world uh you know learning different things um where did you sort of first start your musical training yeah um well i i um i started some violin uh playing when i was um uh, a child in moscow in russia where i was born and um uh, trained there in a it's like a, a, a it's called a school for for musically gifted children so basically they have a um an emphasis on um on music so you do maths you do a literature and and, and uh, um so on and so forth but um you have um quite a quite a lot of time dedicated to to the education of music um and then i um well, when my parents were moved to germany where I continued my my um, violin education and music education, um, and uh, after my A levels, uh, I moved to Vienna, to Austria, to uh, to uni, um, and this is where I initially uh, studied violin. Uh, and uh, you might have read on my website. I, I sadly I had a uh, an injury, a hand injury, which forced me to to stop playing the violin, and and then I moved. Um, from performing to, to composing and, and conducting. And this is what we've been talking about earlier, one of those moments where you decide, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to continue? Or do I want to, um, um, you know, do something else? And then I 
you know, decided to continue the music. Um, and after Vienna, I, I spent a little bit of time in London, where I'm, I'm, I am still <laughs> mm. uh, based in, in uh, um, at the Royal College of Music, and uh, 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 went back to do my masters in Vienna, and decided that I, I really want to move to London and the, the UK because it's, it's such a wonderful place for me personally to be, and uh, I really enjoy being here. So uh, um, I moved, and, and that's where I am. <laughs> Cool. So, how many uh, how many languages can you speak sort of fluently? I can. Uh, <laughs> I was, I'm lucky to, to speak four languages: uh, uh, so Russian, German, English, and and Spanish. Uh, so that's that's uh, I think enough. <laughs> yeah, that's really oh, that's really good, and it's really handy to have as well. And obviously, I would assume because you've moved around, you know, a bit with your education and stuff, that that's obviously develop those languages but obviously then yes. when you go to a place like the Cannes Film mm -hmm. Festival you can speak to filmmakers or composers and from all around the world easily not easily yeah. but you know what I mean like in in ways perhaps that some other people cannot um, absolutely yes I think if you language you know a language is such a um and you know and an, an inherent thing in, in in every one of us so if if you speak the same language as someone else, there's already some common ground and some commonalities. So if 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 you know what I mean, so uh, that's certainly you know uh, if if I meet someone who's who's from Germany or who's from Russia, there's already some sort of of a connection or, or um, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, so I think that's that's um, uh, quite 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 uh, a, a nice thing to have. And then with the language, you can um, learn more about the culture of of. Uh, a country or, or and so on and so forth so you're definitely uh very handy <laughs> yeah funny enough uh germany is one of my favorite places in europe i um i oh, went right. to i went to wolfsburg for um for about i think it was about three weeks um oh, okay oh, god it must have been 20 years ago now nearly god that's gone quick <laughs> um and uh yeah, it's just, it's one of the best sort of, it wasn't, it was a holiday, but it wasn't, but it was one of the best periods where I've been away from the UK. Um, oh, right. I really, really enjoyed Germany and I didn't expect, you know, I expected to have a good time and enjoy it, but I didn't expect to come back and think, wow, that was one of my favourite places I've ever visited. Oh, what was it that you liked particularly about being there? I don't really know because... Um, I was. I went with uh, some friends, um, and we stayed with their family, um, and we just sort of we didn't do necessarily like touristy things. We did just what they would do if they'd gone back to see their family. So it was almost like you had a look into like the day-to-day -day life of a German family, as yeah. opposed to sort of going sightseeing and stuff. So I yeah. Just enjoyed it. I, it's difficult. It's a long time ago now as well. God, I can't even put that. I do know what I mean. It's, it's kind of you know living the life of the locals and, and really getting to understand um, how things work. And, and I, I think that's the best, probably the best way to to get to know a country and you know a culture uh, to just immerse yourself in it completely. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I'm glad you had a, a lovely time there. <laughs> yeah, it was really it really was. It's, and it's something which I'll 
you know, I say I'll never forget. And as I just said, I couldn't remember much of it. But you know what I mean? It's the experience and the feelings that I associate with that trip won't leave me, even if my memory lets me down yes. in terms of yes. uh, the other part of it. But I mean, you're right. It's like so often we go on holiday to, you know, all around the world. You know, people, they go traveling, but you don't necessarily do what, the, the locals do day to day you're sort of doing sightseeing or you buy the pool or you know whatever it may be um so you don't get to experience that sort of mm-hmm. traditional it might not you know it might not be even different to what you do if you were at home you know there's not that much difference in terms of day-to-day life but obviously i think you get to appreciate it a bit more absolutely yeah i completely agree and i also agree with what you just said about the emotions and I think sometimes we forget um, certain things, or we, we don't really forget how we felt or how we feel about uh, um, a trip or, or a person. So I think that's um, that's certainly um, a, a, a great way to put it. Um, remember how we feel about things. Yeah, definitely. I, and it, it's weird, isn't it? Because like my emotions remind me that it's one like it changed me as a person my memory can't think off the top of my head, you know, why? Like, I'm sure if I went away and thought about it and looked at some pictures and stuff, some things would come back to me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Human brain you... is a exactly. complex yeah. thing. Absolutely, the way it works. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, um, so obviously you've performed in orchestras all around the world. And uh, I noticed, like, obviously I'm not massively familiar with um sort of orchestras and things like that but i did recognize where was it uh like there you said you continued your violin studies at the richard strauss uh i'm gonna butcher this word now a conservative yeah (laughs) that's right that's perfectly right um and i obviously i richard strauss as a name sort of stuck out straight away um and i'm assuming that over the years you've you know you've played alongside some some people who you admire greatly and yeah. you maybe have grown up watching and listening to would that be fair to say yes i've, I've um i was fortunate to have, to have the chance to meet a couple of of uh, um the people that i admired uh, when i was growing up and um uh, as a, a classical musician uh so um uh among those people would be uh, i had a chance to very briefly meet them uh, you know, legendary violinist Isaac Perlman, who um, uh, also played on lots of um, uh, John Williams scores for Steven Spielberg's film, for example, Schindler's List uh, or The Geisha. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, you uh, or some of uh, your listeners so, um, have, have seen these films, but um, uh, so I had the chance to meet him. Then I uh, another legendary cellist. Um, whose name was uh, as a Russian cellist, uh, Mstislav Rostropovich. Uh, um, uh, so again, from from the classical world, everybody would would know him. Um, so I had I had the chance to meet a couple of of uh, people that I thought were um, a great uh, great great musicians. Uh, Misha Maisky, uh, I had the chance to see once, uh, and. Uh, um, Yes, so so um, yeah, it just brings me back to to mm-hmm. really interesting, interesting um, 
times, which are in the past. <laughs> yeah. Very good question. So, um, obviously, like I said, I visited your website a couple of times over the last uh, couple of weeks, having a look and just sort of reading up about you a bit. And um, so, obviously, you've been a part of many, many different projects, films, TVs, all sorts of uh, different things. Have you got any sort of which you like favourite to you or which you look back at and you sort of whether it be because you're really proud of the work you did or because it means something to you or yes there are a couple of projects that i i remember very fondly um there is um uh, this one project that um uh, is uh, um again a, a tv documentary uh for again a french television channel um that I did uh, uh, a while back, uh, which called uh, Paris is the target. And it's about the, the Paris uh, um, November attacks, um, uh, which was a very um, a meaningful project for me. And uh, um, uh, another project um, uh, that I really liked uh, scoring, really liked working on was uh, a short film, um, an animated short film called Yuan. Um, which uh, you can uh, watch online and uh, the, the behind the scenes um, of the soundtrack are on my website and rossgilman.com um, or my YouTube, um, again, Ross Gilman. Um, uh, those, are, those are two projects that just come to mind immediately uh, when I think about um, um, you know, two projects that I really enjoy working. But there, there, there are many, uh, I'll say, um, uh, I'd say actually most most projects I've worked on so far were really enjoyable and 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 uh, it was uh, you know had was lucky to have uh, collaborators and directors who who did great films and and then and, and uh, were a pleasure to work with. Um, so um, uh, I'll probably after that interview you'll probably think oh I should have mentioned that and I should have mentioned <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, quite quite a few quite a few of the projects that, that I've, I've done. Um, can't remember anything that I that I did not like in the end, um, but um, yeah. <laughs> so far, um, I think I've been I've been lucky. Yeah. So in uh, so late 2015, you were nominated for the Crystal Pine Award by yeah. the International Sambor Film Musical Festival for That's right. Uh, yes. Best Original Score, yes. which was for your work on Teddy Bear which was an yes. uh, Academy Award winning uh, qualifying short film. That's uh, right. What can yes. you tell yes. me about that? Well, that's actually another film that, that you've said. It's a while back, it's like, well, more than four years now. But that was a, a lovely project by uh, um, um, an Austrian filmmaker um, who, um, who I really enjoy working on. And it's um, a, a short film, it's a thriller uh, about a young boy uh, and his um, teddy bear who works with him. Um, is protected that's all I, I will say for now <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and um, that was uh, that was a lovely project um, and uh, I was very excited when I got the the email from uh, uh, I think it's the director from the festival that said that you're nominated congratulations I was very excited it was I think my first nomination ever for that one um, so uh, yes hopefully hopefully more projects like this to to come in in the future yeah, and I was reading through, like, obviously, it's 
it seems like you were you've been in either nominated or you've won awards quite regularly regularly can't speak um so uh let me see sorry um so what do we have oh that's what i was going to ask you about um, and it said, in early 2016, you were selected to be part of the BAFTA Guru Pro. Um, can you explain to me like uh, what that is or what it entails? Absolutely. I hadn't heard that before. Absolutely. So BAFTA Guru and, and, and then um, BAFTA Crew is a wonderful, wonderful program by, um, uh, by, from the BAFTA, uh, the British Academy of Television um, um, Awards. Um, um, so um gosh I, I hope I've, I've 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 said that right but it's after yeah. anyway but we all know it uh so they run a um a program for that lasts for a year um which um uh, chooses filmmakers and, and directors and producers and and uh, composers uh, and, and other professionals from the film scene um from the from the entire country so if any um of the people watching are, are uh, um, filmmakers, um, uh, I think it's it's a really wonderful program, bringing together people from from uh, that have the same interest and and they put in masterclasses, they they put in networking events, they they um, uh, this is basically a mentoring um, program, and uh, um, uh, I think they they have one in 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 Cardiff, I think there's one in Manchester and and um, don't quote me on this, but but mm-hmm. certainly one in London, they're the one that I attend. And um, uh, it's um, I've been fortunate to to have been accepted for the third year round now. It's just started uh, last week. Uh, I couldn't attend the opening event, uh, which I'm very uh, sad about <laughs> because I was never at the film festival. But um, it's a wonderful program. So um, that's what they do. They basically nurture young talent and support young um, talent in, in, in British film. Yeah, that's definitely that's a a really good thing to have because obviously people like yourself um, and up and coming film directors or filmmakers, producers, whatever you know, music composers, whatever it may be, they're the future of filmmaking. You know, for the next twenty, thirty years, um, and I think I've whether it's filmmaking or sport or education of any sort, I always feel that we should put as much time and effort and money into nurturing the future and encouraging them encouraging them to use their talents to further themselves whatever you know whatever sort of sport or entertainment whatever it may be um, and that Absolutely. sounds like a really you know a good thing like obviously um you know they do a lot of that with sport as well but i would like to see it expanded a bit further into more sort of filmmaking and things like that Yes. Um, although yes. I saw recently um, a f- quite a few uh, similar, like same sort of thing, like mentoring programs uh, for kids for YouTube channels. So it's like, oh, I think it, I think it's run. I think it's run by YouTube uh, creators, okay. um, and they encourage children to come along and learn how to like do basic video editing or yes. you know different aspects of that. And I mean, you know kids are glued my at least my kids are they're glued to youtube all the time on their devices and things like that so you know as soon as they've got a chance to look at a phone or tablet they want to do it so it's 
you know, why not encourage them to use it for a career or use it for their skills? In a creative way and, and to express themselves, absolutely, yes. Uh, and uh, to tell a story to others, to share, uh, to inspire others, absolutely, yes. I think it's, it's uh, Simon, you're absolutely right. It's, it's you know, nurturing talents to be creative or, or, or to, to uh, you know, in the, in the sports, uh, or, like you said, education, uh, uh, all of these is areas in you know, nurturing young people to to uh, uh, be active and proactive and and uh, and these areas are certainly um, you know, wonderful uh, and uh, like I said there, there are uh, great programs there that that support young people and whatever they um, want to um, be nurtured in I suppose yeah I think the biggest problem is finding those you know the, the projects and these people who do these things <laughs> some, you know i came i came across that youtube one entirely by accident whereas obviously some people you know lots of other people didn't come across it so it's it's almost you know they if you're gonna do these projects whether it's for filmmaking youtube or sports whatever it may be you need to people need to get them out there more so that young people can find their creativity yes 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 i, I agree that you, you, you so you're saying these these programs there they're, they're sometimes um not as easy to find as as um, one would um, um think or wish uh in order for you know young people to to sign up and and, and benefit from it and um that's true yeah. yeah i'm all for people finding their creativity especially um, so my middle son um, is not really into sport, whereas the younger one and the older one are. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's taken him a bit of time to find sort of what he wants to do and what he's interested in, what he enjoys. And I said it got quite frustrating for a period where we were trying to help him, you know, find something, whether it be music or dance or gymnastics or some sort of sport or whatever it may be. Um, and we did struggle for a while finding him something. Um, so I do feel like it needs to be more widely accessible outside of the usual, um, you know, the general things like football, rugby, yeah. from a sport point of view, yeah. and then encourage more musical instruments. Although yeah. I was amazed at how many musical instruments they offer in my son's primary school now compared to what. All right was offered when I was when I was in school it was basically recorder and then <clears throat> sorry um, and then things like violin or cello um, and the brass instruments you could do them but they were very very expensive to use you had to pay quite a lot to learn whereas now they are a lot more manageable and they're a lot more accessible than they were sort of 25 years ago which I think is obviously a good thing yes Definitely. So it, it seems to be to be improving in that sense. From what you're saying, it's um, uh, that you know access to to I guess to music or to to books or, or art or, or anything like this is is uh, certainly um, uh, something that not not, not everybody can um, uh, get access to. And, and it's great to hear that it seems to be um, seems to be becoming more accessible, which which uh, you know just opening people's people's um, minds and, and, and just um, um, for them to find out that these things are there and that they can be uh, 
a great fun, a great way to express yourself, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and I'm sure many people will love uh, to play musical instrument if they just had the chance and access to it. So I absolutely agree with you, Simon. Yes, opening up, opening up the opportunity to see if they enjoy playing instruments. Mm. Uh, yes, precisely. Because if you if you never have the opportunity to try those things, you'll never know. You know, you could be precisely extremely gifted, but you might not have had the opportunity. Um, yes. <clears throat> sorry. So in 2018, you won uh, Best Music Awards at New York City's uh, Aphrodite Film Awards. Yes, that um, was very, very recently, yes. <laughs> that must have been That's an right. incredible experience. Yes, and in fact, that is another one of the films that I I, um, I, uh, I would definitely would mention as, as a wonderful um, uh, piece of collaboration. Uh, um, the, the, um, the, the film... Um, it's a, a, a short um, a drama, uh, or drama short, probably, uh, by um, London-based director Aneta Laufer, and produced by uh, Joy uh, Garoro Akpojota, also um, London-based producer. It's um, a wonderful film about um, Jamaican immigrants uh, coming to London in, in um, just when, when um, at the time when uh, Jamaica gained independence. Um, so I, I think that was... Um, just over 50 years ago, I'm not quite sure by the exact date. Um, so, um, wonderful uh, piece of uh, short film, uh, uh, and uh, it was wonderful to work with uh, the uh, uh, with Anetta and, and Joy also on it. And um, we had the chance to record with live musicians on it, and the soundtrack was uh, released um, on uh, uh, um, Spotify and Apple Music and all the major platforms. And uh, it was great fun. There's also some some behind the scenes footage on also on YouTube on my YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to to uh, take a look. Um, but uh, if uh, yes, if uh, I'm not sh quite sure of the film, I think he's still doing the festival uh, tour, uh, touring the world in festivals. But once it comes out online, I want to uh, um, uh, encourage everyone to watch it. It's a great piece of storytelling. Uh, the film is called The Arrival. The arrival. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I read a bit about that on your website, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Actually. Mm -hmm. So, was were you uh, were you surprised when you won that award? Did you know beforehand? Definitely or positively. <laughs> so uh, uh, the way it was, it, it first it got. Uh, um, this is how it works with festivals. Um, uh, if, if anyone of uh, of uh, your your viewers is, is uh, interested, uh, you first. It's like a hurdle you get into the official selection of a festival. So that means the festival, you know, film that gets screened or the music gets uh, uh, played, and and then um, it's in competition, and then it goes into the semifinals, and and depending on how you know the big the festival is, and goes into the finals, that which is nominated, and then it's just down to a couple two, and then one of them wins, and and I was very lucky. <laughs> so one day must have liked the music. So yes, very. Pleasantly surprised. And were you were were you there to collect your award? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go to <laughs> to the states. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Um, uh, I mean, I love New York, uh, but it's always a uh, you know a, a journey to go over there. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, so I would have loved to go, but uh, I didn't. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, okay, so uh, you have a new single coming out. Is it the the eighth of July? 
It's actually, it came out yesterday on the 30th oh, right, of okay. June, uh, so it's already out. Ah, I apologize, that's my fault. No, oh, never worry about it. Um, so the, the, the single is called uh, Fresh Air, um, and uh, it's available on all, all downloads and streaming platforms as well as on YouTube. And the music video is actually coming out, um, I think, tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but the song is already out, and it's uh, uh, something different. So it's not it's not uh, classical or, or kind of cinematic pop like uh, the other tracks of mine, Fantasies, uh, which I released last year on my label. Um, it's um, uh, uh, a deep house track. So it's you know okay. somewhat clubby, and and it's got some some jazz influences uh, also. Um, and uh, yes, if anyone, uh, any of your viewers like deep house music or that that style of of music, then uh, I'd be you know delighted if they uh, uh, listened, gave it a listen, or, or on any streaming service or, or uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out. I like house music, so uh, I'll have a, uh, a little look. Let me know what you thought. <laughs> I will. Um, so I one just last couple of questions then. Uh, <laughs> I've always wondered with the with the music single, sort of from start to finish when it gets released, yeah. like what's the whole process? How long and how what is the process and how long would it take? Yeah, um, so it, it can take quite quite some time actually if you if you um, are um, like like I was initially and 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 I'm not quite sure how it works. Um, I actually went to uh, to um, play the music business again to understand how how the the um, process works and set up my my uh, record label after. Um, so first, you, you you know obviously you you write a piece of music, you produce a piece of music, then um, you'd go into um, the studio with a musician or a couple of musicians, or um, you, you know you can just do it in your own bedroom. I don't know if, if any any other producer. Just listen, listening or watching this, so you, so obviously you, you have your track, and um, uh, then um, uh, the the you know I, I always think it's it's um, you will put a lot of work and a lot of heart into making music, and and uh, and then some people um, you know I've done this myself before, and and just uploaded to to social media, and here's my track, um, uh, but uh, often people. You know, there's so much music coming out every day on and all the time. Um, so I think it's it's really um, about the way to to um, tell a little story uh, while you know while releasing your music, uh, not just putting it out there um, uh, once and here here it is, but but really telling the people how you know how do you do this? Um, so um, here's the you know here's something new is coming up and it's uh, going to be uh, in a certain genre and then here's the album cover what do you guys think and and uh, um uh and you maybe uh upload a sneak peek of it a little bit of of music as a preview and then there's a music video that you can do and, and it's coming up and here's the behind the scenes of us working in the studio and and um, behind the scenes of of the music video and so on and so forth and so I feel that you know you you can uh, if you witness of the creation of a piece of music more, then you can kind of build more of a connection um, with it. And and uh, I think this this is an important part of the process uh, of the 
being a musician, um, if you um, if you tell the people, you know, just involve them and and you know how you just like you ask how how we've gone from from nothing uh, like blank sheet of paper to that particular um, track or, or single or, or album or whatever it is because there's so much work and and the hearts involved into it and um, I think people like this. Yeah, something you uh, just said actually resonated with me in that um, in this day and age now with social media and with YouTube is people can make um, podcasts, uh, they can make YouTube channels, they can make music. If you've got the right equipment, you can do it from your house. You don't even need to go anywhere. So it's very difficult to put things out there and not get lost not lost in the shuffle but there's so much and people can only watch or listen to so much so you've got to find a way to differentiate differentiate yourself from others and to stand out from others and i really really like your idea of of doing it you know bit by bit and little tease here and there involving the people in it because you want people to be emotionally attached so that by the time the music comes out or the full track comes out People really want to see it because they've been on that journey from start to finish with you. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That's, and uh, I'm sure, Simon, with with your podcast, and I'm sure that you know you're building up uh, your your loyal viewers and people who you know who have uh, watched other podcasts with you know with with your guests, and and they're waiting for for a new podcast coming you know from you rather than just someone who doesn't not yet know you. So I think you know this loyalty and 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 if you keep providing great content, uh, uh, you know, great podcasts or great music, uh, and people will um, will um, just latch onto that and then we'll say, okay, I I I am I'm going to you know um, uh, follow this this music or follow this podcast and you know because I know it's 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 always great content and I it's enjoyable. Yeah, I can safely say, like with podcasts, there's um, there's so many so many podcasts around on so many subjects that it is very difficult and it can be quite demoralizing sometimes because you put your heart and soul into doing something and you edit it and then you put it out and then like what i found with mine is they seem to sort of the certainly the youtube views they sort of slowly go up but then they do go up uh, in views the audio downloads since i brought them in they've been really good and i'm really happy right. with them but like some days you can if you put like particularly early on i could put a show out and it could take a few days for people to start finding it and you feel a bit like oh but i started it because i wanted to speak to people and hear their stories and i wanted it to help with my own sort of anxiety issues yeah. and that's what it's achieving um mm-hmm. if views and downloads come with it then they come with it if they don't i enjoy speaking to people and hearing their stories and exactly yes yes ross i'm so grateful for you coming on my show it means uh, it does mean a great deal um because i know you're super busy um so i'm really really happy that you found the time to have a quick chat with me um it's a pleasure simon Oh, no, it's a pleasure. It's mine. Uh, tell the people where they can, or tell the people the name of the single, where they can buy it, and also where they can find you on social media. Absolutely. So uh, my uh, social media handle is always uh, Ross Gilman, R-O-S, 
G-I-L-M-A-N, it's all one letters, one S. Everywhere, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. And my website is also rossgilman.com. And the single, uh, Fresh Air, uh, is available on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, and Music Glue, and, and, and Deezer, and all, all, the, all the mainstream platforms and download platforms. Um, so for anybody who likes um, uh, jazzy deep house or just wants to check out something new, uh, I'd be, you know, uh, 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 happy if you uh, had a listen. Cool. Guys, you can uh, come and say hi, check out our stuff on facebook.com, Ace, uh, Ace Nation. Uh, we have some Facebook exclusive videos on there as well. Um, keep up to date on all upcoming guests and shows by following our Twitter account at Acecast Nation. And you can find all our shows in video format on the Ace Podcast Nation YouTube channel and audio format at Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pod.co, Acast, Pocket Casts, all the usual places. Uh, thanks again, Ross, for joining me. And thank you guys for watching. And uh, I will see you next time. Cheers. And sit down. Sports Social Podcast Network.